You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. edition. I am your host, Erica Lance. Um, our sponsors today, as I look at my, I've drunk way too much already. Um, our sponsors <laughs> today is Coffee Shop of Horrors and Skunk Brothers Spirits. So check them out. Um, coupon code DWHN. Okay. My amazing co-host today is the always brilliant Danielle Orsino. Don't forget to like and subscribe because now you've been drinking. So leave us some feedback. And yes. And our guest today is Davey. Oh, I got this. J.V. Hilliard, right? Hey. Yay. Right here. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. I've been drinking. Okay. I've been double fisting it since the last episode. So um, in these (laughs) cups, uh, this one is... Skunk Brothers Lightning, which is their moonshine and lemonade. And this is Devil's Bathtub uh, Gin and this lovely uh, elderflower and rose lemonade, which, by the way, is very decadent, but I have bathtub gin, which I don't think a lot of people know used to literally be made in a bathtub. So that's okay. Okay. Um, Danielle, what are you drinking? (laughs) The goblet is back along with some barefoot. Uh, watermelon yes. yep there we go so uh barefoot call please yes jv what, what are you, you drinking i am drinking mclaughlin distillery sexy mamacita strawberry peach moonshine the very manly strawberry peach moonshine by the way very yes. manly. and i believe that brewery soon or distillery soon will be supplying us with wine and beer from your franchise. if they know what's good I, for them I, I believe that, that 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 point has been made abundantly clear to me. <laughs> yes. I'm making it clear to our audience so when they're listening, they can find such things. So this is rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I am ready. What is your favorite book of all time? Well, that's a cheat, right? So I mean, it's more of a series. Lord of the Rings is my favorite series. But if I had to choose one book, it would be The Shining by Stephen King. My favorite. I was, I was like, is he going to say the fucking Hobbit? Like, is that where he's no. going? You know, it's it was a toss up. You know, like I really enjoy I, every Halloween. I I reread Dracula from Bram Stoker because I'm a big fan of anything that has vampires in it. But Stephen Twilight? King's the. Sh- Yes, I watched Twilight Vampire Academy. It's embarrassing. Like I'll, I'm doing it under the guise of research <laughs> for my great American vampire novel that I'll write at the end of this, you know, amazing uh, author journey that I'm on. But you know, I think that you know the the Shining, those two little fucking girls in the, I, I, to this day that scares the shit out of me. I can't look at them, and they got googly eyes too. Those bitches. So I, yeah. I can, I can't they're take just, that. So just waiting to scare you. Yeah, it scares yeah, me. So I, I, I try to reread that this time of year too, just because it, I like rereading things around uh, certain holidays. So uh, I, I'll, I'll say Stephen King's Shining. Okay. What is your least favorite book of all time? 
least favorite book of all time great question i've never been asked that before um ah, you know so much for a speed round when you're stumped and you don't know what question to ask but i i will or how i don't answer a question i should say i'm asking the questions you have to answer them that's how i know i'm thinking, I'm thinking that's, that's hard so i'd have to say i was a big fan of the harry potter series but the prisoner of azkaban was a little disappointing for me. I know that might be a, I know people love that book. Uh, and I, they, look, when I was growing up, that's what we read, right? So like, of course I'm going to, to like it and love it and there's magic in it. And it's, you know, and you're that age and you're just kind of pulled along with it and it's cool. But everybody was saying how great that book was. And I didn't, I didn't get it. You know, I thought the movie was okay. Like it pl played well and, pull the characters through to the next piece but i would have to say prisoner of azkaban well i think i i can agree with you being a huge and it jk rowling aside so i'm going to say that don't send me fucking hate mail because harry potter <laughs> the stories have a different like meaning for me like i and, and i really like them but um i can see why the prisoner of azkaban was a little going left i love Sirius black as a character i think it was a very and then of course gary oldman like killed it he did such a good job i know just yeah um and then to bram stoker's dracula see we see how it can circle mm -hmm. back i like that like yep. yeah you brought it right around erica okay. nicely done but nicely done. i i i get it i get it um okay what is your favorite um book that was made into a movie or a tv series where you think they did a really good job um i'll answer that two ways i'm going to cheat here but uh, I, I think that the Hunger Games, which is a series of books that I didn't necessarily wouldn't rank them in my top 10 of series, I thought as movies went, they were pretty good. Now, there are obvious changes. It's a different medium. So I get that a lot where people, because I'm, I'm guilty of it every time I walk into a movie theater. When I've read a book, in my head, it's perfectly played out because I read it and I made it up. So when you go in and see someone else's version of that on the screen, it oftentimes doesn't align with you but that first hunger games movie i could watch that every day of the week i mean it is really good uh i thought jennifer lawrence did a great job i thought everybody in that that series did a great job donald sutherland um you know playing snow i, I and it stayed mostly true to the novels so you know it was close enough for me to kind of put that criticism away and i think that's one that that uh you know popped for me and even though I'm not a dystopian guy. I've read enough dystopian to know that I think that was the best. If I had a favorite, it would be that. Now, though, the one that I'm going to throw back at you, and I know you ask all the questions here, you've made that abundantly clear, but I'm going to answer this anyway, is um, the one that they should make a, a, a series is Dragonlance. Uh, Margaret Weiss, I have no idea how, and I know Manganello has been pushing for the show running for it. I mean, that has, with the CGI of today, I don't know how in God's name that is not a series with everybody being so obsessed with dragons in fantasy. That is the ultimate dragon fantasy. I mean, I, I, I don't know. They I did the but, cartoon of it. The, the problem I think, and it's kind of, you know, me and Danielle have talked about it is, and I don't disagree. I hated playing Dragonlance, the D and D. I was mm -hmm. not a fan of that or some of the other offshoots. I love the series. I thought the series was completely brilliant. It was great. 
But I think what happens too is you can have too much. I know dragons are really popular, but like right now, Lord of the Rings is competing with House of Dragon, right? Because it's, you know, and I think that it can be, it, there's a time for it, but the Saturation. time needs to be when it's not competing with two other things at the same time. Like when these fitter out, which they will eventually, both of them, um, uh, then it's the time to bring something like that on. And I don't disagree, but I think it has to be done as a show. But they tried to do the Sword of Truth series and they didn't, you have to do it in a way that people who are not fans of the series can digest it. And they didn't do that, you know? So it takes a bunch. I don't, I don't disagree with you. And then on the Hunger Games, I, I, I it's one of my favorites that was made and it was, um, my other co-host, uh, C.R. Rice said something that like I say to people because it was probably the most brilliant thing when it came to books to movies is treat them like fan fiction because you're never going to get the whole story. You have yeah, to that's treat a it like great it's a fan quote. fiction version and some fan fiction is amazing and then other fan fiction makes you want to punch babies, which is my next question, which is what is your least favorite adaptation you think they've done? Oh, I know I'm going to get shit for this, but Sandman, the most recent one, just bad, right? Like really? I, 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 I didn't, I, I didn't like it for for a couple of reasons. One, I thought they cast, I, the casting was pretty good, right? Okay. But I got lost, like after the scene with with Lucifer, which I thought was a really cool. If there was a scene, if there was an episode, it's episode four that stuck out to me. I thought that was the coolest sort of like this mental battle that they had, which oh, must've been really difficult to, to do. And they made it, I'm like, all right, I believe, I believe this. Uh, and I thought it was cast well, but it was also kind of like, it, it got like, okay, you're going to really have a convention of serial killers and call it the serial convention. And then that's like, in the comics though. I, I know, I but it's just, that. So I, that was one of my favorite episodes. I love, I love and the bunny, the, the cat episode at the end was just like, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching here? Like, where did the salmon, like, it, it just, it didn't end right for me. I forced myself through it, but I, I told you, I know I was going to get shit for it. I know a lot of other people liked it. I found it ugh, well, disappointing. That's one where they stuck so true to the graphic novels the way they mm -hmm. went because if you listen to the audio drama on audible mm -hmm. same thing and my boyfriend because i've i've read the comics right i've one mm -hmm. of uh, one of the uh, hosts of this too is a huge fan of sandman jam again mm -hmm. and so i've read the comics so i knew and i could follow along with the audio drama right because they're like i knew in my head what was happening but he was like, I, what the fuck is happening? And then it went to the cat episode and it went to, and he's like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get what's happening. And it's because it's so, it's a comic and they literally, it's one of the first times I've ever seen them take exactly what was on the paper and, and put, put it, it into the show. Like exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I, the comics were fine. And maybe it was the adaptation of a comic into something that shouldn't have been as long. Like, yeah. I, I honestly don't, I, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I, like I said before, it was, I thought it was cast well, I thought it was written well. And there are scenes that you can't forget. Like when she goes to visit the baby and you know the baby's gonna die and she walks out of the room, that's pretty 
pretty fucking grim, right? Like that's yeah. hardcore stuff that in most media that you don't see that kind of stuff. They would. I thought it you was know? great. Yeah, I thought it was really and and you know and so that I I got. I just found myself thinking, what am I what like I I just. I no, like, I, I, I get it. And again, it was if you pick up the comic, the graphic novels, and you go through it, it's exactly like that. And it's it's one of the truer adaptations where they went, this is what's written, this is what's on the screen. Like they they had some license with some of the characters, but a lot of the characters are exactly the way he describes them in the in the book, you know. So, I just felt like I was watching seven different series all in once. You know, like the first one was how he got caught. And then we we're a hundred years later. And then we're talking about this woman who has a baby while she was sleeping. And then we get this guy that he brought through that lived 500 years. And then you got this cartoon at the end. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't feel like I was maybe they should have broken the or I, man, what do i say no, I, i'm sure it's I'll very popular you, but if you read the graphic novels it does that and it does that same thing and that's part of what the weirdness of sandman is it's all over the place yeah. danielle your question okay you're gonna bump into you have the chance to bump into one of these three creatures which one do you pick and why bigfoot the loch ness monster or a ufo uh loch ness monster uh, because uh, of a couple of reasons. One, that would mean I'm in Scotland, which is pretty badass. So uh, that would be great. Uh, secondly, you know, the Bigfoot stuff, I think there are many big feet around the world, yetis, wherever you want to see them, mm -hmm. uh, skunk apes and stuff like that. And I know that the, the concept of the Loch Ness Monster was one that is supposed to be this, this sturgeon that survived. And there's one potentially in Canada and some other places and things like that. But I, I think that it's, if there was like a, a calling for me to go in, if you said you can investigate one cryptid creature, what trip do you want to take? I want to get on a boat in Scotland and go and, 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 and look for it. Nothing against Bigfoot, nothing against a chupacabra, nothing against any of that stuff. I just, that's, don't, that's don't worry. right in my you wheelhouse. the question because that's Danielle's required answer to that question. <laughs> well, she's a smart and, and sage-like woman. And that's exactly you. why. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Um, you can fantasy thing. be yeah. any main character from a book, but you have to live their life. Who are you? Drizzt, you said it before. You know, what a cool ass character, right? Who's sort of a, 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 at the end of the books has sort of ascended into this almost a godlike state. But like you, you also, he has a philosophy that's brought along, something that teaches you life lessons, things you, you, you're learning, you don't even know that you learn. He has an arch enemy and Artemis and Treary, and there are others like Jarlaxle that like, kind of fade in and out and things. And of course, this massive underdark, dark elven thing and, and that that series where he goes back in with the dwarves to fight the ascension where the dark elves are coming up to to fight bruner's people that is just tremendous like you have this war this underground war and to be part of that and i think there's some cool thing there's the you know the unrequited love or the sort of this quasi love with caddy brie and her reincarnate and all that kind of crazy stuff that's in there but i think that there's a there's a there's a there's a life philosophy that comes from those books that Salvatore 
has put into them that if you said live a life of someone who would it be even though it would be tough and brutal at times he would be the guy that i would be very cool who's your sidekick then my sidekick is Brunor, of course, right? No, you, know, you don't have to have that sidekick. You can pull a sidekick from anywhere. Hmm. Can I pull one from my own book? Doesn't count, right? It is kind of cheating. Yeah, yeah, I think so. so. I was asking. I was asking. So if I had to pick someone to align with him, um, maybe, maybe Aragorn, uh, two rangers. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And here's like, uh, you know, he also has a background that's very similar to. Uh, true, but talk about the two least humorous characters sitting together. They would just have long silences broken up by nothing. But they were like <laughs> dutiful people that were introspective. That is like character rich people that you take stuff from, you know, I, both I, of them outcasts. I'm just saying that the humorous around the campfire tales, maybe not. So. Yes, I, like, I, you know, well, I tried. That's why I threw in Bruner. I was going to pick Blue Connie for everybody, but no, no, I wasn't allowed to pick my own guy. And Blue okay, just, I like how just, you just threw that out there so the fans can be poke, mad at me. Whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm, poking, whatever. poking. Mm -hmm. That's what you know, poke and there. that's what you would do. Yeah. So, but I wasn't allowed. You, 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 you put me on the sideline for that. We have rules. We don't have any rules, but if we did, hypothetically, <laughs> we did. That, that would be, would be, that that would be, be kind of a guideline that we. Fair yeah, enough. Fair we enough. Have. Oh, hey, look, I want Air, I want Aragorn. So you're cool, and he has no, a cool nickname like Strider. How cool is that? You know, no, they talk about I'm, their cool nicknames. I mean, it's cool. I'm just saying that I don't see them having like these depth. There's so much inner monologue in this particular grouping of people that it's yeah. epic. Okay, what about, what is your favorite weird food combination? Oh, you're going to hate me for this. I but doubt it. I've had some I, weird I, shit on the show. I, I, yeah. have, I have two weird food combinations. Ooh. I take Eggo waffles and I put peanut butter and jelly on them. No syrup, no butter. And the reason I do that is when I was little, Mr. Rogers, I was watching a show and my mom was trying to get me to convince me to eat waffles. And Mr. Rogers was eating waffles and he didn't put syrup on his he put peanut butter on his so that's how she got me to eat eggos and ever since then i eat eggo waffles with with peanut butter and jelly and then my second one is cucumbers with ketchup and before what? you ga gag yourself before you gag yourself try it i'm telling you it's better than you think you, it, it happened accidentally. I'm one of these OCD kids. Nothing could touch each other, you know, anything on the plate. And then the one day it did, and my grandfather wouldn't let me clean it off. He said, you're going to eat everything on that plate. And I tried it and I was like, this is pretty, pretty good. <laughs> you know, and so I, every now and then, not all the time, and not, usually when I'm alone and not in front of other people, I'll drizzle some Heinz ketchup on there and bam. Cucumbers you, with Erica. Oh, why, why does it always end up just being me? There's there is literally not been a weird food combination. Somebody has said that you go, I'll try that, Danielle. I love you, but you never say that. Because I'm smart. No, I, no, no, because I don't know how I got because originally this was supposed to be you, you and Chelsea trying these, and all of a sudden it was like, okay, Danielle, you're in on this. And I was like, I did you not read the co-host contract? There is a lot of <laughs> I didn't get one. That. I did not get one. 
I don't, yeah, you I did. Don't remember. Well, oh, at I least make your signature on one. So it's fine. Oh. It's the same thing. It works. It goes the same thing. The same thing. It's a it's a it's a true thing. Okay. We have to wrap soon. So Danielle, I'm gonna let you ask the final riveting question, which better be freaking riveting since you're not eating the cucumbers with the ketchup on it. Okay, I got one. I got one. Uh, is there a genre that you would like to try writing in besides fantasy? Gothic horror. I I will write a vampire novel one day. I don't know if it'll be under a pen name, something different, but you know, I I already know what the novel is in my head, and it's sparkling great. vampires. No sparkling vampires. Okay, but I, I was going to make a Twilight reference. I was I, like, I, how much glitter do they wear? Resist it. I I literally I. And this is going to sound cowardly, but I chose not to write it first because I knew I needed to grow as an author before I wrote the Great American Vampire novel, which is what I'm calling it because I don't know what else to fucking call it. I think you point. should but, go with that title. Oh, uh, you know how much shit I'd get for that title. So, but yeah, but Who I, do I already you know. Care? Where, like, why would you care if you got shit for that title? I already, I, I already know where it's going, and it's it's. Um, I've researched it. I, I know exactly how it's gonna it's gonna end up, and I'm excited to write it one day. But I'm not there yet. It's gonna be oh. called Re Requiem of Sorrow. It will be the, the name of it. The first one, at least. Subtitled: The Great American Vampire. The Great American Vampire. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. And you don't need a pen name. You're, the people that read your genre will be perfectly happy with that. If you started writing cozy mysteries, maybe, Actually, maybe your fan name should be, be like, Edward Pattinson. Yeah, no. Yes. Come on. Yes. Come on, man. Come yeah, on. Be your bad name. I get Edward enough team, team Jacob and Team Edward at home. I don't need this shit. You know what I mean? Edward Pattinson. You know, the best line in Edward that entire J. movie. Yeah. <sighs> The best line in the entire series is when he walks up to the Team Jacob guy. Is like, why don't you have a shirt on? You know, and it's like, exactly. You know, like, I know why you don't have a shirt on. No, Everyone the best the line in that movie is, is because when he doesn't have a shirt on, except for me. The best line in that movie right. is when they're in the tent and he goes, because I'm hotter than you. That oh. is the best line in that fucking movie. Believe me, I, I am surrounded by Team Jacob all in up in this bitch and i'm telling you i don't i, I don't i don't charlie because uh, i think charlie was the best character in all of those movies oh uh, so my wife like kellen lutz the best i forget the name of his i think his name was Emmett. he was one of the vampires in the cullen family so yeah, she Edward, she thought he was honey. that's Emmett. jasper was pretty cool <laughs> yeah. okay yeah. shameless right. self-promotion time uh, I, I can be found pretty easily at jvhilliard.com. You can also find me at jvhilliardbooks at many social media channels, including uh, my um, you know Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and YouTube. JV Hilliard, just JV Hilliard for Discord and uh, and Facebook. And my books can be found pretty much in any distribution channels, starting at Amazon and ending at dragonmoonpress.com. Very, very cool, and soon to be Edward Pattinson, greatest vampire <laughs> novel ever made. Got it. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for being on this show with us. I know you're regretting it now, but <laughs> you can't regret anything with with pink moonshine. I mean, I don't know, like I, that automatically. I, I'm yeah. aware. I'm aware. <laughs> and there's more to come from him. I have a, I have a, 
just this little hunch that there'll be a lot more coming from him soon. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. We will definitely have you back on this show. Well, Guys, this much. has been Drinking with Authors, your literary briefs edition. I have been your host, Erica Lance. My co-host has been the amazing Danielle Orsino. Don't forget to like and subscribe and leave us a little bit of feedback, please. Yes, we'd love to hear what you think of JB's new pen name. And we will see you guys next time. Comic-Cons are back and fans are ready. Hear all about it on The Con Guy Show, where we keep you up to date on all the events, the movies, the people, and the conventions that drive your passions and feed your fandom. Straight from the nerdy heart of Hollywood, California, we are proud members of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.